Welcome to something. <laughs> you started laughing, it made me laugh. Positive. We're positive people. I'm Courtney Bray. Something positive for positive people is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that essentially serves as a self help resource for people who are navigating herpes stigma. Um, I'm laughing because my guest today is shy. I can I can tell we we got a little shyness going here, but we are going to open up as at your own pace, you know, as much as you want to, as comfortable as you decide to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is fun. This is some of the stuff y'all don't get to hear and see behind the scenes, but there's usually a lot of laughter. Um, there's often some awkwardness. There's sometimes. Um, some other, I don't know, party stuff, like dogs in the background, people may be doing yoga, you never know, stretching, all kinds of stuff. But it's not about me today, it's not about those things. Today it's about our guest, and I guess we can start with, um, how did we first get introduced? Because we've connected over Instagram, ugh, at least 2022, 2021 maybe 2020 no 2021 2021 yes okay is that when you were diagnosed yes okay um how'd you find out um i went to my doctor because i was it was obviously the pandemic 2020 and then i haven't been to the doctor so i went to get my physical and i just said like get me um a full panel about everything and they did and the next day the next time when i went to like review my results and everything they they told me so that's interesting because normally when people ask for a full panel they don't test for herpes because i was gonna go for my for my annual my mm-hmm. physical annual and mm-hmm. then i asked them i want to be tested for everything but i think they always do it oh yeah because i had before like the year before i had asked them mm-hmm. to test me and i think i had an outbreak when i asked them but it was very recent and they no 2019 i had the first outbreak okay and since it was very recent that i was um how you say it um, you had symptoms yeah mm-hmm. that i had symptoms and everything and it was my very first outbreak i was with this only one partner i think it didn't i was still in that window when you don't it doesn't show in your in your blood it wasn't showing the test yes yeah. and then when i went on 2021 i was like i need to do this to make sure and i did it and that's when when it happened but mm. i think they did it even before like even the first time they did it okay yes how interesting so were you glad that they tested you for herpes because normally people have to ask for it but to get those results i mean i didn't know about yeah. I knew the general thing mm-hmm. and obviously with all the stigmas and everything that's what I knew but I told her like I, I told them like I want you to test me for it for everything mm-hmm. so I guess thinking like back I'm grateful that they did it because if not I would be just like not knowing yeah but I guess if I had an outbreak I would I would have gone again to doctor and ask them Mm -hmm. to see because i have had other outbreaks after that one so it would have shown in either way i'm very particular about my health like i'm very if something goes wrong 
I I try to be proactive mm-hmm. and go to the doctor and see, okay, is everything okay? Is everything good? I guess I guess it comes from my mom. She used to work at at a hospital. Yeah. And she's very particular about her health. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. And when you received the diagnosis, what was your response to it? So I was like if it wouldn't be in 2019, I was crying. I was like, I, I cannot deal with this. Like, what is going on? And she was like, everything is treatable. Everything is, you go, you're going to be able to manage if something comes up. But in 2021, I was like, okay, I, I have this. Okay, okay. And I, I, I remember being shocked, but at the same time, like, okay, I, okay, it's fine. She's saying it's fine. It's okay. And then I called one of my friends and I told her, I need to tell you this because this happened and I don't know what to do about it. Right now I feel I feel fine, but I know that I'm gonna go down a rabbit hole. So I need you to be there when I when that happens. And I told her and she was like, It's fine. I'm here for you. What do you need from me? I'm like, I don't know, I just I just feel like I need to tell this person what he did. And she was like, okay, I'll help you, like, send him a message. She's fine. Let's do this. And she she helped me through it. And then I also told one of my other friends. She's my best friend since kindergarten. We have men. And I told her I have to do, tell you this because I need you to be my support as well. And she's a psychiatrist. And even though she always tries to not use her her techniques with me, she she always says that like I try to separate that with being family and friends. Yeah. I know she's a very objective person because of her profession. So she will be that good support that you need mm-hmm. any any time. And I told her and she's like, It's okay, it's manageable from what I know and you know, she gave me support and all of that. Okay. So you did have a really solid support system. You said uh you had probably your first outbreak in 2019. Do you think that having that outbreak in 2019 helped you prepare for your diagnosis that you got in 2021? I say that I was like, okay, so that was that. That's what that happened. Mm -hmm. And it happened that night because it's so weird because I remember the day that I was potentially um, exposed. Exposed, yes. I was potentially exposed, so um, he told me, like, um, this is very personal, but he told me, like, are you, like, on your period? And I'm like, no. And he's like, oh, okay. So he had an outbreak that time. And that time he, we didn't use protection because he had a vasectomy. So that was not an issue. And he had told me that he was tested and he had, like, nothing and everything was okay um so yeah and I, I he was my first sexual partner so he had nothing to worry about in that sense mm-hmm. um but i guess between in the relationship he met somebody else and he what well, he didn't came forward and he was with the both of us at the same time, I guess. Oh. But that's something I got into conclusion, like, 
after he ghosted me. No. Yeah, because he got in 2020. We stopped talking in 2020. Uh-huh. March 2020. Oh, what time? No, April 2020, basically. Fair because, insane. yeah, he got COVID. So he was, um, he had to quarantine. I think he gave me COVID too. Damn. <laughs> but, you know. And then I was talking with him and I was sending him messages and he didn't respond. But, you know, sometimes that happened in those dysfunctional relationships, kind of relationships. And then he i was like wow wait how how much time has has it passed it had been two weeks that i had been sending messages and he wasn't responding maybe he lost his phone no he no the <laughs> fuck he didn't i gotta say it no if you can post stories on whatsapp you have not lost your phone oh wait a minute he's posting stories on whatsapp a person, i didn't, even, I didn't a know per- you could do that a person that doesn't usually post stories suddenly is posting stories so this is like bad all oh. around so then um so yeah I have never, I never been with nobody since, and that. So that's when I thought, like, damn, this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel this the, the thing that I trusted you, and you didn't value that trust. That is what hurt me. And. It took me a long time to be sexually active because I was very I was raising the what we would you call like the purity culture and my main reason for not being sexually active was actually the SDIs. Like I was like I can get pregnant, my mom is gonna be mad, it's gonna be awful. But you know, but the SDI like oh my god, no. Mm. Like that's for life like oh my god no and you know all the stigmas and everything was like oh that was my main like thing for not being sexually active with somebody and then like having this now is like like okay so the the most thing that i was afraid to it actually happened and i'm fine but some not so often but it's like it didn't have to happen to me not because i am okay with it now like i can say today i'm okay with it but if you tell me there's this thing it's gonna cure it you don't even i'll do it like if i don't have to have it i'll do it because wouldn't like people with cancer say it's not the same thing it's not as difficult but wouldn't the people with cancer that have like survived it and everything will say like yeah it showed me a lot of things but I think I could have learned any other ways either way and I wouldn't want to want it want it I mean I'm talking without being in that position but I feel you know what you mean yeah I feel like <clears throat> yeah okay you mentioned uh, purity culture and your upbringing, and you said your mom would be mad. So what? What was my your? My mom would be mad if I got pregnant. Yeah, like but... she she'd have gotten mad if you got pregnant. Yeah. Is it out of marriage or if you would have got pregnant? Period. No, out of marriage. Okay. Obviously. What? Uh, obviously. Not, how... not obviously. Do you have any siblings? I have three older brothers. 
but that probably doesn't help. <laughs> Protective are, older brothers. I I guess yeah, but they're like the oldest one is fifteen years older than me. Oh, okay. So they're really older brothers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean he's. He, I mean they don't know anything, but that old advice from my older brother he's like fuck 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 everybody don't get married have threesome explore do oh, everything. oh. Like, just don't get married that's your oldest brother <laughs> yeah. your oldest brother's telling you this yeah oh okay he's like just don't get married like uh-huh. the other one he's like the problem is not getting married is finding somebody that doesn't bother you that doesn't annoy you that's the problem that's <laughs> that's the the difficult thing yeah the other one he's just like the problem with kids don't have kids yeah <laughs> but he he jokes about it but yeah so you just got a bunch of different messaging coming in from everywhere yeah my mom she's like she wants me to get married she wants me to have kids and i told her like i'm not gonna have kids mm-hmm. and she's like oh I thought that your 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 grandchildren's from you will be the most to love me, and I'm like, I got your plans. They're your plans. They're gonna love you so much. They love you so much. Yeah, uh, I always find that it's not it's not like a good or a bad thing, but like I wonder if a lot of times our parents want us to do what they wish they were able to do, like to they might want to just hold a baby. So to be able to say, oh, I, this is my grandbaby, and be able to take the baby for a while. She has five other grandchildren. Oh, so she, <laughs> so she getting on you for having your own. Do you, you know what the motivation is? Like, why would she? She thinks that might, because they're, the children are going to come from da daughter, they're going to love her more. Instead of, of the, oh, instead of the sons? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like, I think Latin culture uh-huh. in, in his... Do you, I was just about to ask, what's your ethnicity? I'm from Puerto Rico. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Latin culture is what exactly? Like, that you believe that the daughter's children will love you more than the son's children? Some some mothers think that, yes, because you have, you have more, you know, more access to them, I guess. Because when you're the mom's the moms of the son the the girl's mom have everything and they're like there giving them the support and everything and usually daughters are more connected to moms i guess in that sense that's what i think i don't know okay i was just curious it, it may be not true but it could be true uh-huh. i'm just thinking about a friend that just had a baby and yeah okay. but it's also because of the mom of her husband so whatever that's another story <laughs> all right not for the podcast so in relation to how you had support around you so i i, I don't i don't really know how to answer so bear with me as i try and talk through it mm-hmm. so latin culture um i typically hear from people it's like oh communities of color deal with this and it's worse and in my experience it's not necessarily been like worse it's been different and i think people have a different threshold for what is really difficult or challenging to deal with versus some other people so in your support groups like it just sounds like what you did was you reached out to people because you knew you needed support with your herpes diagnosis Mm -hmm. and 
I think that that's different from a person who doesn't necessarily have that. So my question to you would be, if you didn't have those particular people to reach out to, what do you think you would have done instead? I really don't know. I think I still would have like tried to find support. I did in that moment, I knew I needed to go to therapy and I asked for my doctor, I need you to like give me somebody to go to. So that also helped. I. I navigated it with her as well, but I really don't know because I'm trying to think who I would have told, and I have only told that those two friends, recently a friend from work, and a potential partner. So those only four people out of out of all my support system that I have a lot of. I have I don't want to say I have a lot of friends, but I have ten good friends friends that I can trust and I tell them about family issues That's and everything. <laughs> I can do like 10, 10 good friends. Yeah. And but I don't tell them about my herpes diagnosis. Mm. Even friends that I have from fourth grade. So I can't tell them anything else. But that I don't know if it's because of their expectations of me. Or like they see you as the good girl or something like we that. We were all good girls, uh-huh. so we were like, yeah. But like, like I didn't. Maybe that I didn't do what I was ex- what is expected. Uh, but yeah. I think that's a me issue. But at the same time, I don't want to deal with your stigmas because mm-hmm. I, I listen to you talk sometimes, and I try to break the stigmas without telling you, hey, I have herpes. Yeah. So I don't want to deal with that. That, that takes a that's a skill thing <laughs> yeah. to have to do. Yeah. Because <laughs> like if people are like, oh, I I was okay. Here's the story. I was at dinner the other day with uh, these two guys. I had just met uh, met one of the guys at a party. He invited me to uh, get drinks with him and one of his friends. So we're all there, and he's clearly got a fucking cold sore on his lip. <laughs> and he was just like. What did he say? He said, oh, man, yeah. So, my girl, <laughs> I hope he don't listen to this. <laughs> he says, my girlfriend went to a party, drank after someone who had a cold sore. Then she drank out of it. And then I ended up with a cold sore. And I was just like, <laughs> how do you know this particular exact sequence of events that occur? And what made you pinpoint this particular party this particular drink this particular person uh-huh. for her to put her lips to this glass come home do whatever y'all do and if you get it i was just like i sat there and i listened to the story i, I let him finish and i was just kind of confused there was a, there were a few seconds that passed where i was like i, I spaced out because i was like doing like roadmaps in my head uh-huh. pinpointing this and eventually, like, I, I don't just do it right away because I never want to be that person that just, like, cut you off and, like, that's bullshit. That's herpes. So it was just, like, I waited until we got to the conversation around what I do. And then I went through and I made sure <laughs> I made sure to include, yeah, there's a lot of this information out there about herpes, you know, like, um, that cold sores are a cause of it. And mm-hmm. just kind of going into different things that I would yeah. say under certain circumstances. But, uh, and it was just like a smooth conversation. I don't think that he picked up what I was putting down, which was, hey, 
like what you said is probably not what happened, what happened? and it's okay and yeah, it's yeah, okay yeah because whenever i tell people i got herpes i'm always like yeah i got the fun one you know the <laughs> this is the party one and um and sometimes that's received well sometimes it's not yeah <laughs> i mean yeah because i mean it happened at work that one of my coworkers she has cold sores on on her on her mouth and mm-hmm. yeah mouth and she said something about something that she did i'm like do you think like i can expose that person I'm like yeah you you definitely can yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I'm uh, like but should have like uh, like like yeah you should have told him but if he was you know but you should have told him but yeah he but he saw the calls or everything like oh okay but i like it, and you know so it's like but it's just like I have always had them since I was a little girl. I'm like, yeah, that's herpes. That's, it's fine. It's, start, it's okay. It can start yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, doing your best to address stigma um, whenever it comes up without telling on yourself. Does it get like tiring? Sometimes it's like, oh, well, you just quit and just say it. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like you don't have to do it. You 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 usually don't have to support a cause. You don't have to have something to support a cause. Yeah. So I would just say it. And since there's so much stigma, for example, for um, education, sexual education, there's so many things. Like one of my brothers, he was trying to educate one his son on healthy sexual activities. So I told them, tell him about it, and I tell him about all these other things that are out out there about kinks and stuff that people do and like I, I don't do that but you know it is out there so I think you still can talk about it it gets tiring sometimes but at the same time it's like I don't want to deal I don't want to deal with you feeling bad that I have this because of a decision I made mm-hmm. because you you didn't agree with that partner that I had at the time Oh. So, I don't want to deal with all of that. And mm. I get it. I understand. So, is that what makes a person that you would tell about your herpes different than someone that you wouldn't tell? I, the fact, like, that they would judge the partner or the relationship? What, what is No, it? no, not with that friend in particular, yes. Because she knew about them. Okay. But, for example, with my coworker, I was like, I don't know how many, because I started dating, and I was like, I don't know how many people are going to reject me because I have herpes. And then people think, like, I'm a great catch. Why are they rejecting you? Whatever. And I was like, listen, I have to tell you something, and I want you to know it's very personal, but it's like, I'm, I want to tell you. Just, you know, I know you're not going to look at me different, and she t- and I told her, and she's like, okay, that's fine. I still think you're a bad bitch. You are even more amazing for telling me this for whatever. And he's still a fuck, uh, a fucking asshole, whatever. You're like, yes, he is. <laughs> so, I think it's how much trust and comfortable I feel. Mm-hmm. How I know, okay, fine, I have herpes, and I'm telling you, but I don't want you to tell everybody that I have yeah. herpes. Like, that's not for you to do. That's for me to do. So, I don't know. I don't feel... It's not some... I don't want it to, to define me. 
I don't want that like oh I'm herpes like for some people that's their thing Mm -hmm. and that's fine and I get it but that's not who I am I'm composed of other things and that's like a little just one point of all the 100 points that I am yeah 100% uh when you told your friend and she met you the way she did, which was, oh, I don't care, you know, you're still a bad bitch. Um, how, like, how did that make you feel? Do you okay. feel like you got closer after that or did... No, I feel the same. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, okay, I trusted. I was able to validate that I trusted a right, the right person. Yeah. That I trusted my instinct and I... It was okay and it was good so that part is what made me like okay and sometimes we're talking i was like oh my gosh she knows and she just treats me the same way okay that means that it doesn't matter it's fine so yeah and i encourage people to do that because i'm I'm a dude on the internet like i just Mm -hmm. happen to also have herpes and be open about it and i think that people seek out myself and other support resources because they're looking for that feeling that you got when you opened up to your friend your friend was able to basically say hey you're no different hey we're still connected the way that we are Mm -hmm. and like i'm i'm a stranger so i can scroll through your instagram and be like oh yeah on july of 2020 you were bungee jumping you're still that bungee jumper right i don't Uh really have anything Anything that's connected Mm -hmm. so i want people to challenge themselves by looking at their circles their friends their family partners co-workers whoever it is that's around them and just see if they can offer that person an opportunity to get closer to them and it sounds like that was something that you did and all it took was just that little bit of hey you're still the same and for you to every time y'all hang out you see that you're not treated any different by her Mm -hmm. so it just further assures that you made the right decision in telling this person that you have a really good friend Mm -hmm. yeah love that definitely uh, so I guess where are you now? Like it's 2023, it's February, um, so it's been roughly two years since your diagnosis. You said that you're dating and disclosing. How has it been for you since I guess having to now disclose this? Um, so I've never been to dating, dating. What's dating, dating? Like going to the apps or uh-huh. like I'm a, I'm on a bar and these man approaches and say like hey i think you're beautiful do you want to go out like people do that no (laughs) that's what i'm telling you they don't do that so i usually i like to be at my house reading my books watching tv i guess the ups guy will fall in love with me or something i don't know um but that's how you gotta get them y'all you gotta get a job at ups no get the signatures no no when you get the last name you can go home look them up on instagram (laughs) find them on social media (laughs) stalking tips one-on-one so yeah no um 2021 2022 i definitely thought about herpes a lot now 2022 not so much like maybe half halfway there yeah now it's just when i'm eating and just 
making sure from any outbreak or whatever. So I started dating December 2022. Hey, back out here. No, no back because <laughs> I have never been in. So I'm actually like in. Okay. And I was able like I have I went out with four guys. Now I'm, I'm in a pause. But the first one, I knew this guy, I could never tell him. Because he's going to be like, he's going to, he's not going to, he's going to reject me. And he's going to be like, no. How do you know that? Why, why, why did you say this about him? Because he was all, all he could say about me was how beautiful I was. Granted, a girl likes to hear, listen to that. I'm beautiful. But we have been talking for two weeks now. You have to tell me something else about me that is not only that I'm beautiful so and that I have a smile. Really superficial. Yeah, I mean he's three things. Oh my god. Okay, he's three things. You don't have he's, to say it, but I want to hear it now, especially because you started laughing. His three things he wanted, he was looking for in a partner was that she didn't smoke, that she didn't have kids, and something else. You ain't got to say it was it something else. Yeah, I don't know because I don't remember. Oh, I all right. I was, was going to start guessing. And I was like, you can find that anywhere. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 no. And then I told him, like, he asked me, oh, but what are you looking for in a partner? Well, I was like, listen, I'm looking for a partner that I don't have to worry about the things that if I'm with you, I don't worry about the things that I'm worried about if I'm by myself. If I'm worried about the same things that I'm by myself without you and when i'm with you then we're not a match that's it that's it and he's like oh that's very hard to find (laughs) and i'm like he tried to make himself seem more valuable i'm like but it's not impossible and he's like well that's very hard to find i was like it's just not impossible like this stupid ass so (laughs) so anyway i I gotta confess that I objectify him and I just use him to kiss and we kiss and I was like he's he's not like no he's the his way of thinking was very like absolute very black and white that was not going anywhere then the other one he got mad because it was too cold and Granted, I canceled the day the same day. And I told him, listen, it's going to be very cold. I think I'm not going to go out. And he's like, okay. And then oh, he sent out these, all these things. Like, we could have split an Uber, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I didn't know that was an option. Like, I was not going to spend $100 on an Uber. And I didn't know you would pitch in. I would not ask you to pitch in if that's what you think. Not good for you, but no. And then the third guy is the one that I disclosed because I potentially saw myself with him. So um, my friends, that they are not herpes positive, they're always like, um, I would feel like I have been let on if I didn't, somebody didn't tell me up front because in the sense that I don't mind and uh, that's fine. But if the person minds after they have been talking together, whatever, like, oh, you have this information that you were like hiding from me potentially. And I understand their point and what they're saying. And it comes from a person that 
is not diagnosed and that's fine um but i tell them like listen it's it's still my information just like they have information that they will not tell me that has nothing to do with sdis but that still could potentially affect the relationship and that might be a deal breaker for me like that's like you have a an account in switzerland that you for a kid whatever i don't know that's like why didn't you tell me that you know that could affect our finances whatever do any of your friends had it i'm just kidding i have a friend that lives in switzerland so (laughs) oh (laughs) oh i get that point too of like when should i tell someone because if you don't know someone and you tell them and then they go on and you learn that they can't really be trusted with this information because they're telling people like that's a hell of a way to find out because then if you told your friends that that happened they'd be like well why'd you tell them so fast and you don't know unless you're in the situation you don't you're like basically with strangers like you're going out with strangers i'm not going out with like someone you uh reconnected with exactly yeah. yeah yeah so i told him about when i knew things were going like a like potentially he would like make a move and i was like so i told him and he was he was very nice about it he was he just told me thank you for trusting me in with this information and i don't know much about it can i tell me where can i get the info i can still do research or everything but can I st- that doesn't make him good either way but can i make get some info so oh we, it's about to go bad we validate <laughs> him because he made my first disclosure like you would potentially anyone wants to have their first disclosure he then was like oh so that means i cannot eat you out because i want to eat you i'm like stop it's like oh oh like, so he just started talking like that yo yeah yeah <sighs> it was like stop i'm like dude yes you can still do it it's fine it's like oh okay because i love to do that i want to do that to you like stop it's just i don't i'm not a prude i'm prude or anything it's just that i have very visual mental pictures in my mind so if you tell me something i that i would i will see it in my mind so my when my friends tell me things so like you gotta stop you gotta stop because i don't want to see you and your husband in that way like stop and then I had another one. He he was very mature, but we didn't. I didn't. He could have been potentially, but I I didn't because he didn't get that far. So in that part of dating, I'm learning how far or when or when to say or how far to go. I mean, I feel like trust is that if you cannot validate that safety is important for me because I live in New York and I'm a woman that lives by herself and you make fun that I take self-defense classes and that I'm worried about my safety, then I definitely cannot trust you with anything else. Wait, this person did that? There's, yeah, they, they do that. Yeah, so it's like, no, I don't, no. It's like... I know I I don't know it's something you I, I feel you you know mm-hmm. because I, I have been going to therapy I have been learning how to trust back myself 
because obviously the first time was like i trusted this person i knew he wasn't supposed to be trusted like la 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 blah blah i know it's not my fault but damn i knew better i knew we should have gotten tested i knew we should have just still do use protection whatever which i know now that even if you use protection is a skin condition blah blah so that affects your trust issues and like going on you like trusting yourself into trusting your own decisions so going to therapy has helped me in that i'm doing the work and everything so i feel like you start to know who to trust like people my therapist said people can hide for so long so they really show you who they are so when they show you who they are they are like my angelou said trust them like when people show you who they are the first time believe them exactly yeah. that's one that means um you trust so in therapy you are learning to trust yourself so that you can trust the people that you choose to trust I guess that okay. yeah, that's one of the things that I'm learning. Okay, what's what's another thing? I'm curious. In therapy? Yeah, I I like <laughs> talking about therapy here because something positive for positive people is a place that you can go for donation based mental health support resources that include therapy with a licensed mental health professional. All right, and commercial. Go ahead. <laughs> um. Do you talk to your therapist about herpes? Yeah, she's the one that like helped me go through it because i may 2021 i i learned about it and i think june was my first session and i told her like everything and she's the one that that like helped me navigate through it do y'all talk about it a lot or do y'all not anymore yeah at first we talked about it a lot and then because i have anger issues resentment you got anger issues yeah oh i have been better because I, I, I have been better i have been working <laughs> at it um so we we work also on that uh-huh. um knowing my worth on knowing my value um my relationships because people always say look relationship and they quick go to all uh, romantic relationships and now when i think about relationships i think about everybody about my my mom my brothers my friends my father and how i can be better on my relationships so Mm -hmm. that's also like part of it work i talk we work we talk about work and how to manage work um finances goals like all yeah. these things you talk about in therapy yeah and to think that you started with herpes but i knew no but i knew all the things mm-hmm. but herpes but i was like focused on that at first because yeah. i knew it was i cried i like at first the first day i was like fine but then i was crying at night mm-hmm. and like oh my god i and whenever I have, I look at myself and I look at my friends who like, they don't know I have herpes. Oh my God, I look at them. It's like, but they don't see me any different. Or they would not see me any different. So mm-hmm. that's kind of, yeah. Yeah. We talked about that on uh, the last episode of Something Positive for Positive People. But our relationships, the word relationship itself and how it's currently like so exclusively tied to romantic partners. And love. Uh, and love, yeah. Like love is love no 
the love that I have for my mom is the love that I can have for a romantic partner. It's just that their levels of intimacy are different. Mm. So I still have to respect my mom like I have to respect a partner. I still have to be kind to my mom like I have to be kind to my partner. So it's love is not exclusively of romantic relationships. Yeah. And intimacy as well, because that's what we were talking about uh, on the previous episode, is uh, how a lot of times what we want in our relationships is intimacy. And it feels so much safer to get it from certain people or certain places and you don't really know if it's safe until you take the risk of putting it out there that that's what you're looking for Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what you did when you told your friend like I have herpes and you gave them the opportunity to intimately collect connect with you at a deeper level and that's what they did Mm -hmm. so it's good uh so dating has been uh, it's been it's been dating for you like to the point where you haven't really gotten to the point where you're i don't know like where you've moved forward with any of these partners you didn't move forward with any of these partners no because i want to be in a committed relationship Mm -hmm. if i if i'm going to be sexually active with you the thing about purity culture yeah is it messed me up because like every not like any movement without the right education it's gonna mess you up that's mm-hmm. something that you learn but i'm very emotional very emotional person so if i'm gonna be sexually active with you it's because i'm emotionally attached with you we have an emotional connection I don't have that ability of just being like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna have sex with this person because I just met them, and I kudos to anyone who does it. I admire you. I wish I could be that person, but I, I am not, and I accept that. So, with the one that I disclosed, I was feeling that connection. So, I was like, I. want to be with this person I like I I told them that I told them that I told you like I really like you I really want to be with you blah 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 blah. and then I disclose but yeah it would be it would be would have to be in a committed relationship for me to be sexually active with somebody so yeah and was this something that was always there for you, for you to be able to communicate that? Or was this something that you learned how to communicate through therapy? and Through therapy, okay. learning to communicate. Yeah, definitely that's, that's like one thing of therapy, communicating, being able to... Because I was very blunt when I said things. I was very honest and blunt and I would tell you things. As time went as I mature and grew, I learned I have to change the way I say things, but still my point would not come across what I wanted to say. So in therapy, I have been learning that and about boundaries as well, healthy boundaries and all of that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I learned in therapy. Okay. Uh, I guess you, you said you haven't really done a lot of dating. So What I wanted to ask you is, do you find it difficult to date as someone who wants to be in a committed, healthy relationship before having sex with someone? 
is okay you read the question so in society now mm-hmm. when we live in hookup culture right to where you have sex and then you get intimate with people so for you <laughs> is it difficult to let people know hey i am not having sex until we are in a committed relationship or not even letting people know but is it difficult for you to compete with people who are having sex early before being in a relationship the funny thing is three of them wanted to be in a committed relationship they that we went in a date knowing that and they made plans ahead like they were talking we're talking about we're seeing each other in december and they were making plans for the summer and i was like is that scary or is yeah, that cute? Yeah, it, it was scary. <laughs> Ooh, no, not cute at all. <laughs> we know. It was scary because I was like, dude, we're just in the first day. What are you talking about? Oh, I have a retirement plan. I don't care. <laughs> they went that far? Stop. Yeah. Like, yeah, girl, I'm re- we can retire in our beach house. <laughs> yeah, like, no. So, yeah. I don't... I I thought that was going to be a problem. It's not Okay. a problem. Okay. The thing is that one person that I want to be with, they were not ready for a committed relationship. So that was, we were in different pages. But I don't think, um, and because of things that I have seen on, on the internet pages that I follow, um, no people. I feel like people are willing to. To go in the same page, like if you're on the same page, they understand. Mm-hmm. None. So it just sounds like finding the kind of people who also want the same things as you. It's not really like you yeah. don't seem like a go with the flow kind of person at all. No, because even <laughs> the person that I disclosed to and that we were, I told him, I don't want to be the friend that you fucked. I don't want to be that friend. I don't want if you're not sure about this yet, I don't want to be with you right now. And he was like, I don't want you to be that either. So, I don't know. I mean, it's not that difficult to find a Yeah. In theory? <laughs> in practice? I don't know. Okay. Because the things that I have been offered on apps are wild. What you mean? I mean, one person's prompt first prompt was are you dominant or submissive and i was like and then i didn't answer and they were like i'm so sorry to be so forward it's just that i want i want you so bad that they're like what kind of people you match with how old are these people (laughs) and then the other one was like oh i will give you a role have you ever been satisfied without expecting anything are these robots and yeah. that's a lie. That is a lie. Without Don't ever believe that. Back, I'm like, Don't ever yeah. believe that. Like, <laughs> you're like, oh, I can satisfy whatever. And you keep scrolling on the app. Doesn't matter. I'm like, listen. I'm listen. like a robot. And listen, I respect you for that. Because you're being honest. You just say, I want to fuck you. And that's fine. I respect them more than the person that invests energy, time, and money. And in the end, just wants to fuck me. Like, if you want to fuck me, tell me. And I would tell you no, unless you give me what I want. 
because I'm not gonna be with you unless you give me what I want. So I respect those that say like forward. All right. It's awkward. I don't want you to tell me that. Like in that sense, but I'm flattered. But it feels kind of like only you see my body. That that's no, no, no like I have a brain, you know. Compliment my brain like Christina Yang said from Grace Anatomy. <laughs> so for me transparency hey, that's something that I learned. That's what it was. <laughs> Transparency is more important than honesty. Like yeah. as important as honesty, but I had I learned that what I want is transparency. If you wanna say if you wanna fuck me, say say it to my face. And I will tell you straight up my answer. Hey, I'm gonna need this. Like sign here. <laughs> That's it. Here are my requirements. I need this, this, this. I need references. Uh <laughs> I wanna see some reviews from your data. I, I think day naps should come with reviews. Like you should have to re- you should be able to get reviews from past people. No, because sometimes you go on a date and that was not your a hundred percent, that was your seventy five percent. And you could say that, like, hey, I had a really nice time with this person, it just wasn't a no, fit. No, but I think people would be more consistent in who they no, are. No uh, You're a man. You're a man, oh, yeah. What? And that's that's me. I would like reviews. As a man. Oh, all right, when you put it that way. All right. I, I, I see. All right, we'll talk about this later. We'll talk, we'll, we'll talk about this at dinner. At dinner. <laughs> but uh, I forgot what I was saying before that. Damn, all right, well. Uh, I was going to Transparency, yes. Transparency, yeah. Yeah, and these are very important things to identify for yourself. Like, what are your relationship values? And it sounds like you have yours. You value a healthy, committed relationship. Oh. Sorry, I was going to say that having the herpes diagnosis helped me be more educated on sexuality. On on the sense that what I thought sex was, it wasn't. So it, it gave me the opportunity to look more, learn more about consent that doesn't start at sex. It starts so early on. Um about that you have to pee after sex like nobody teaches you that like i asked my mom when i was 20 something mom what is an orgasm and she got like uh, i don't know uh, i don't know it's like okay i cannot ask her anything i'm like 20 something so all these are things about what a man wants, what a man likes how it affects whatever um the penis size they're not penis size all the things that you know so all the things that we should have in a sex in a sex education that everybody should have from like according to age i'm not saying that you have to sh- teach them everything from the bad no starting early on all the all the ages you know like what you know where did you get your education from that you've been seeking i can say instagram wow and Instagram like shitting on sex educators right now, but this is still no. But you know, rare. I met you, so and you are good. It's like my friend says. Stop it! <laughs> no, don't stop! Don't stop! If I'm a good catch and I'm on an app, there's gotta be another good catch there. So if you're a good catch in that sense of being a good sex educator, good. I know you're not a sex educator, but you know how you like. I'm a journalist. You're a journalist, but how people. you oh, advocate. 
for sexual education, for testing and all these other things, there's other good ones there. So you have to, you know. Gotta find the good ones. Yeah, and yeah. also the internet. But, you know, mm-hmm. mostly Instagram. I'm being like, okay, it helps that I'm educated. I, I'm not going to lie. It helps that I have a background in science. So it, it helps. But still, you know. And I have a friend that is a doctor. So I go like, do you think this room? And she's like, no, I should. Yeah. So that, that also helps. Okay. Good. Well, um, I would like to ask you, are there any closing remarks that you have? Look, you done relaxed, opened up. You started talking loud. <laughs> you, got, you started getting passionate and everything. It just came out. See? I tell you. See how it, it happens? It happens. Yeah. It just unfolded so naturally. But, um, yeah, you're a great guest. Um, is there anything that you want to leave people with before I let you go? I don't know. I mean, I would like to say, like, it's, like, trust yourself. It's hard, but it tr- trust yourself to trust other people, too. Like, to find your person. It's it's hard at the moment, at the first time. It's hard and but this shall pass too that you're still safe you're still loved and this shall pass too your worth doesn't change it really doesn't change sometimes you forget but you're reminded somehow and if you have those friends and you tell them if you have your support system tell them hey i'm not feeling good this is what's going on trust to to talk to somebody it really helps than just having an old bottle up inside you thank you you're welcome all right that concludes this episode of something positive for positive people please like rate review share subscribe to and what was the other thing there's another thing you can do to this podcast uh wow donate donate oh yeah well i was gonna say that (laughs) for the nonprofit. Uh, you can donate too. It wouldn't be for the podcast. It'd be for the nonprofit, though. I don't know. But you um, visit the new website www.spfpp.org. It's still the same URL, but the website's different. Go look at it and play around in it, so I can get higher traffic and engagement. Google herpes and then click whatever <laughs> takes you to something positive for positive people, so we can boost this SEO. Um. I think things are working because NPR did reach out to me. Um, They found my page and wanted to do something, but unfortunately we won't be able to. Uh, And yeah, this is all thanks to you all. So if you want to be a guest, don't hesitate to reach out. Courtney at SPFPP.org. If you're looking for any of the services that Something Positive provides, if you're looking for a therapist, don't know where to start. Um, If you're looking, if you're new here, newly diagnosed, and this is one of your episodes that you're listening to and you really don't know what it is that you need, feel free to reach out. Um, Like I said, Courtney at SPFPP.org, or you can follow me on Instagram at CourtneyBrame underscore. Um, Yeah, there's plenty of ways to get in touch with me. And I shall catch you on another one.